What's going on, everyone? It's Mitch from RespectMyRegion.com coming back with another episode of the RMR podcast today, joined by special guest Jason McHugh of Califari. How are you doing today, Jason? Uh, doing well. Thanks. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Excited to talk. You got the you got some of the artwork behind yourself there, man. But before we get into Califari and, and what you're doing in the art world, I, you know, I start every episode off um, with the same question, man, my guest uh, origin story with the plant, the plant being cannabis. So I'm just kind of curious when you and cannabis started your uh, your relationship. <laughs> OK, wow. Um, great question. You know, I, uh, I, I started at an early age. Um, you know, I think the first time I actually smoked cannabis, well, I know it was in seventh grade. Um, you know, my friend Tony Mandel's house, we got it from his older brother who was in high school. Um, you know, and just had a goofy time that was in San Francisco, getting lost in our bikes, you know, in his neighborhood, um, and just kind of having a ridiculous time. Um, so I, you know, I kind of sampled a couple times. I had, I have, uh, not surprisingly had hippie parents, you know, so my dad openly smoked in front of us, you know, growing up. Um, and then eventually like when I was in high school, I smoked with him, you know, so I had an odd, my parents were divorced. You know, so um, I smoked weed with my dad and my stepdad was a very straight doctor. So there was no so I was keeping it quiet from that side of the one side of the family and openly embracing it with the other side of the family. So, um, yeah, that would be my origin story. So, um, um, yeah, just been a, a cannabis lover since really since high school. Um, what, what point did you f like feel like taking a step into cannabis as a career or looking at it as, as, as a, as a job? I'm sure to some extent it doesn't, you know, it doesn't always feel like a job for entrepreneurs in this space, but just curious when it, when it stepped up into the professional realm. Yeah. Well, you know, it was an evolution and, um, and it really started, you know, I have an entertainment background. I, I, you know, produced a bunch of films and worked in festivals and, TV and internet streaming and all that. So that's sort of like my my professional background. But, uh, you know, one of my bu buddies from playing Little League Baseball growing up in Mill Valley um, is an epic grower. Um, and so, you know, I guess starting in around the early thousands, around, I don't know, 2003, five and there, um, you know, he'd invite me over come harvest and I'd come and trim at his house, you know, and we just listen to music and trim weed all night and just have an amazing time, you know, and he'd pay me in cash or in weed. Um, and I was just moonlighting basically. And, uh, like literally moonlighting. Um, and it was, it was just super fun. It was an old homie of mine. So, um, so that's really how it started. And then, you know, doing those sessions with him over the years, um, that's when I kind of came up with just the, the brand name Califari trying to sort of like, you know, on a whim, let's like, what would the name of my personal religion be, you know? And so mm -hmm. I came up with this name as a personal religious name to start with, you know, um, and then just made like the brand, um, Mark and, and the name and, you know, and actually used, um, it turned out that my friend Teal, he had, a he had all this extra trim that he wasn't doing anything with. And I started a little network of friends to just make butter and to make baked goods. And then we'd, we'd send them back to him. You know, we'd send him a bunch of goods. He'd be psyched. And then we would um, enjoy the rest and then started selling, then started selling to another network of friends and <coughs> actually branding baked goods. And this was just all 
you know, for fun, you know, really. Um, and a real just kind of like side gig, you know. Um, and so, uh, but then at a certain point when dispensaries really started kicking in here, most of the people we were selling our baked goods were starting to buy at dispensaries mm -hmm. and enjoy great selection and all this. So we kind of like lost our core clients. And I kind of just, I wasn't in it to start a edibles company at that time. I didn't think I'd be able to figure out, you know, how to do it legally at the time. And I was still doing entertainment stuff and not kind of taking it really seriously because it was more just a passion, you know? Um, so that's, that's really how it started. And then, but then I had made from the profits of the, the baked goods, we turned that into making t-shirts, you know, and stickers and, and making this brand. Um, uh, but then we just, we were just tinkering with it, you know, for years until about 2015. And then, then I had, a, I would had, a, I'd talked to a few people about launching before that, you know, maybe in like 2012, I kind of like put the semblance together of a first sort of business plan and had a couple grower friends that were interested in investing, but then it just didn't, I knew that it wouldn't work with those guys. Just, they were, they had a different kind of vision for how the company could be built. And so I um, didn't pursue it with them, but just kind of just tinkered with it until I found the right person who wanted to invest in, and and kind of take it to the next level. So and at, at what point did it become more than just like t-shirts um, and some merchandise like that and kind of really going to to the art realm? Because obviously the, the art, you know, the art, like some of the stuff you have behind you and then you guys sell art on on the on the website as well. And obviously that's incorporated in the merch. But at what did it start kind of with art and, and translating that to merchandise or to start from merch and kind of like graduate more to, to the art realm? Yeah, it started. It really started with our 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 first merch line, really. You know, um, and we we set out in 2015 to basically we're going to be a, a you know a, a like a a cannabis lifestyle brand, you know, and basically, you know, as soon as we sort of put our stuff together, and it was co you know our and our cannabis that our, our our sort of company brand gets great traction in certain markets. Um, but, you know, once we sort of stepped into the arena of cannabis, um, quickly realized it was like this crazy war of brands like I've never seen before, you know, um, and, you know, kind of realized that I had to dig a little bit deeper, you know, um, to really, you know, find where we were going to like have our traction and value, you know, and um, within the industry. Um, and it, so it really didn't take long. And, and in fact, I'd had the the notion even before we started the company to sort of activate the art, you know. Um, so, um, in fact, I was working, I you know, one of the entertainment jobs is I did a lot of work with Les Claypool um, and the band Primus. I produced this uh, movie called Electric Apricot Quest for Festeroo. It's like a ultra low budget movie about a band that wants to be like the Grateful Dead or Fish. Um, and Les stars in it as a drummer and we got a lot of like amazing cameos and it's this kind of underground fun movie that, you know, takes the piss out of the jam, jam band world. <laughs> um, and so I worked with Les on, on a bunch of stuff. Um, and so he called me up to give me a job as Wonka tech on Primus and the chocolate factory tour in 2014. Um, and that's kind of like the last real job I had before I started doing California, Califari full-time. Um, but doing that tour, you know, they sell gig art every night. They're making mm -hmm. a new original screen printed poster that are amazing. I've collect a bunch of them. Um, and I just kind of had this epiphany that we should have 
this kind of like gig art for cannabis, you know, and that people love cannabis just like they love music, you know, and, you know, I'm, you know, growing up as like a heavy metal, I was in the heavy metal and then transferred into the Grateful Dead and <laughs> in high school and just was into the, all the merchandise and all the imagery and all the art around it. That's always been important to me. And then my parents had a psychedelic art company um, that obviously had a huge influence on me. So I sort of like ended up sort of following my parents' footsteps, not even really cognizant of it in 2016 when we launched the art and we launched with like, you know, 16 designs for, you know, we, we determined classic strains that would illustrate well, you know, and quickly built a network of artists. And the first ones we found were ones that, you know, were contributors to the Primus Tour series. Um, and then we branched out from there, you know, um, and then that's, and then as soon as we launched the art, then that's really where our company started getting traction within the canvas community and industry. Um, and so, yeah, that's really kind of how it, how it started. And at this point, how many, how many artists do you have inside the network? Uh, we have uh, 30 artists um, from 10 different countries, um, you know, and we really kind of had this belief that, you know, there's not one type of cannabis lover out there, especially now with legalization, you're seeing people really kind of come out of the woodwork that you wouldn't necessarily expect. So, you know, it was important to find and still we're always kind of like on a mission to find more artists, you know, um, and different countries that represent different styles and vibes and ethnicities and everything you can imagine. Right. So, um, so that's, that's important part of it for us for sure. And, you know, now we've created about 70 designs, um, and more coming, you know, um, and now we've opened up the series too, um, to basically, be more collaborative and open it up for licensing to other companies to co-brand with us. So what sort of started as art we were making for ourselves and to sell to our customers, we're still doing that. You know, we still sell our posters. We're in all 50 states with our merchandise. Um, but now we're looking to do that with with partners in each state, you know, um, and collaborators, whether it's another cannabis brand or a dispensary or a lounge or um, a farm, you know, we're looking to basically either create new art with you and, um, or license existing art and co-brand it. And we sort of just kind of opened up our model to work with a lot of people. And we're excited about that. And, you know, as someone that, that works with create, you know, creatives, um, creatives are, are a special type of person, right? The, 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 what it takes to be successful in the creative realm obviously doesn't always translate to the business realm and vice versa, yeah. right? And, yeah. and so I take it that you're most likely kind of a conduit between both worlds. But and the fact that you're working with 30 different artists would be testament to, that you're pretty, you know, pretty solid at that. What is it when when working with these artists, how much creative freedom do you give them? And then how many kind of like guidelines or bumpers do you put on them to, to make things be a fit for Califari? Right, right. Well, I mean, that's definitely kind of the trick to it. And I think that's where kind of like my I sort of work as like the quarterback or the curator, you know, and and it's kind of like understanding the different quirks with the different artists that you have out there. So I kind of work a little bit differently with each of our 30 different artists, you know, um, just depending on, on who it is, you know, like there's, I mean, there's a couple of powerhouses out there that where I'll just basically take what I get, you know, um, and just be grateful. Um, but then there's a lot of my other more junior artists where we're going to be going back and forth on design a lot. So we kind of hone it in and get it exactly perfect. Um, so, uh, 
yeah, it's really different with each artist. And that's, that's kind of the trick to the trade. And when, when working on like strain art, do you, is that something where you give an artist kind of like the freedom to pick a strain or you kind of have something in mind um, <laughs> and, and what's, what's kind of that process look like? Yeah. So I have like a, I got a, I have like a, a vision book. I've got this sort of Bible that I've created with all the strains that we've, that I want to make that, you know, that I'm tracking that like, you know, look like they're going to be popular um, or one names that are just, you know, too good to pass up or, or, you know, classics. And we started, you know, with the classics and we've gotten, you know, I think the majority of them, there's still never, it's an impossible task to get all of them. You know, it's like, there's always, there's always new ones, obviously, but then it's even just getting all the classics in different regions are like, I can't believe you don't have blue cheese or, you know, you don't have this, right. Well, you know, we are doing what we can. Um, <laughs> but I, I pair, so I make a vision board for what I, you know, sort of like the general theme of what that strain might be. Um, and then I then I look for the artists um, in our existing roster or ones um, that I would like to be working with and and, and basically kind of fit their creativity with the design at hand. Right. So um, and sometimes it's super obvious. And then other times, you know, like there's three or four different artists who could definitely, you know, do something cool with this concept. Um, and then it's, you know, figuring out, you know, price and availability and, and those kind of logistical things after that. But, um, but yeah, I'm trying, I, part of what I do is pair the artists with the strain and then, and then, and then basically offer a concept, um, that they can run with, um, or they, if they've got something better, they can ditch it, you know, it's just kind of there as a starting point. And um, I found I get really good results by by giving those kind of guidelines. Um, we get we get great work done much more quickly um, than just saying, hey, go for it and get back to me. And now too, we, you know, since we've got a body, there's certain, there's certain direction that we give, you know, like you'll notice in most of our pieces, we don't have huge pot leaves, you mm -hmm. know, and that like our original, our original creation was like that's what most of cannabis art is just a big pot leaf right or a, a, some different version of a big pot leaf and so we're like let's make this challenge like we're the idea that you you know you don't want to describe the thing using the thing right mm -hmm. so, um, so we're we that was sort of a rule now now that we've sort of defined our style um now i allow artists to put in subliminal pot leaves or a hidden pot leaf that you can find and i and i that's fine because i now i know people do love to have that pot leaf symbol like means a lot to people. And so, um, so now I, I let it sneak back into pieces, but, um, but not, but never to sort of dictate the whole piece, you know? Um, yeah. 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 No, I, I like that. And that's definitely one of the things that, that stood out when I first was seeing the art that it's not the, not the cookie cutter, you know, not taking it towards, like you said, the, the weed leaf, like the red eyes, like kind of the classic things that you you think of when you think of stoner yeah. culture, right? But it's yeah. it's something that, again, like to, to your point of like like band posters, like art, you know, um, movie posters, things like that, mm -hmm. that you just look iconic and, and would fit in. You know, any of this art could fit in on a, on a wall of art with music, film, other entertainment posters. And if someone, <laughs> I mean, 
doesn't take too much of knowing about cannabis to know what it's about, right? But especially like looking at some of the the this this the the specific strain ones, right? Like I think like I could put that in front of my mom and she might not even know what it is. Yeah, yeah, no, it, it will. So yeah, for some of it's like kind of like if you know, you know, like you've like this Pineapple Express design. It's yeah. just it looks like a travel poster, right? You know, but if you know what Pineapple Express and a lot of people do, then you know it, it's it's got a, a weed reference to it. Um, that's part of the fun, and we haven't had. We did have like one report of like a grandfather buying our sour diesel poster for his grandson or something and like having no idea what it meant, you know? So we've had a couple of reports like that, but, but mostly, yeah, it's kind of like, if you know, you know, um, and, uh, yeah. And, and, you know, and, and one of the things you're bringing up the entertainment posters, which is all true where our, our sort of concept is it's like album cover art for cannabis. Um, and it's also sort of like gig art meets uh fruit crate art vintage mm -hmm. fruit crate art and that's something that we did a lot of research on when we were starting and like you know there's an incredibly rich history of art just around produce you know just for oranges and apples and bananas and so that art kind mm -hmm. of stems back to like late 1800s early 1900s so we're definitely taking cues from that um as well with um how we approach this series and uh and anyway that's that's kind of turning into an exciting thing because now this summer we're going to be working with the California State Fair um, and doing like a little experience wall for them. And so that's kind of kind of like a rewarding full circle. Now we're working, we actually are working with agriculture, you know, um, and so that's one of these things where sort of, I feel like we've, we've manifested that just through having, putting the tag produce of Calif California on the majority wow. of our posters. Wow, I didn't even think of that. Like the fruit crate art, I didn't even think of that. But looking back, I, I, as soon as you started talking about that, I, I, I see it, and that's it's crazy to honor that that lineage, but but bring the normalization to cannabis, right? Because it's yeah. like, California, right? It's it's an agriculture product, man. Exactly. So it's just like we're yeah we're making stoned versions of vintage fruit crate art, really. You know, so. <laughs> Um, and then obviously you guys have, you know, put some products out in the market and then are, and are working with brands kind of what, it, what does it look like when you, um, you know, taking artwork or are, are you taking existing artwork and kind of putting that on, on mylars and bags and packaging like that? Or is it kind of creating something from the ground up or a little bit of both? It's really both, you know? So, I mean, it's like, if we have a, if we have a design, you know, um, we want to use it and we want to license it to you, you know, um, and then if if there's something new, then um then we'll make it, you know. And so um and we'll work, you know. We kind of like we have like an accordion system of how we can work with different different people. So you could be a small farm and need something, or you could be, you know, um, a larger, you know, vertically integrated company, and we could work with you. So um so that's that's definitely you know something we're opening up and um. But yeah, it's really it's it's creation from the the ground up to licensing something that we already have that's iconic, you know. And it's like it's like say you're growing sour diesel in Michigan, right? Well, <laughs> perfect. Call us up. We'll use our sour diesel poster. You're gonna you're gonna get the benefit of there already being like uh, I don't know how many sour diesel posters we sold to the state of Michigan. So we're already kind of have like a little bit of a visual fan base in each place. We've like I tell people we have the equivalent of uh, 95, like I think 95 billboards across the U.S., but they're not 
billboards on freeways. They're posters in people's living rooms, dorm rooms, dispensaries, law offices, mm -hmm. you know, and what have you. So we've kind of gotten into people's homes, which is incredible. So, um, you know, so that's, that's where, like, we're really like, we're, um, kind of in the business of working for, for cannabis fans is more than cannabis customers, you know? So I think that's kind of our value proposition for, you know, for other people in other States. It's like, let's turn your customers into fans. Yeah. Let's turn your customers into people that just want to put that image up in their living room. Cause it's cool. Um, instead of it being like a piece of marketing saying, you know, buy my, buy my, xyz you know so let's like let's create let's create an experience and not just be marketing to people you know let's give them what they already love you know so that's kind of that's kind of our goal so to great. just satisfy cannabis lovers um which is like really like myself you know or i know there's a lot of other people out there too and, and create if it is on packaging packages that people are going to want to keep you know, it's something that you're going to want to hold on to just due to the artistic value of that. Where where do you notice, like, as far as, like, online orders, do you feel like people from states where cannabis is legalized, like, order more than the non, or is it kind of, like, equally spread out? It's really – it's a great question. And, I mean, it's like, well, for one, I, I mean, when a, when a new state comes online legal, we definitely – they become a hotbed. We definitely see the spike in sales. And that's a lot of times because, like – dispensaries are buying our artwork just to hang on their walls, you know? So like when Oklahoma legalized and Illinois legalized, we saw those states spike like incredibly, you know? Um, but also now, you know, especially with like, you know, doing like little bits like apparel, even in some of our, you know, so we were, we're finding like definite traction in, in non-legal states too, you know, like Georgia and Texas. Um, so, yeah. So, I mean, we're definitely, there's cannabis lovers in each state that are finding us, thank God. Um, but, you know, when it legalizes in a, in a place, it definitely spikes, you know. That that makes sense. And especially the dispensary, the artwork, you know, it's, you want to, you want to decorate, you want it to look, you know, look a certain a aesthetic and, and there's, you know, to a point of the earlier conversation, there's not a lot out there that's just the the pot leaf or whatever, you know, a lot of stuff we see is like the taking the prohibition stuff and reclaiming that, which is kind of yeah. cool. Um, yeah. I mean, and, and one of the things that when we're, when our site relaunches, you know, like, cause most people don't know that they could reach out to us and we could do custom stuff for them. So mm -hmm. they'll just buy stuff on our site. But now that's one of the things we want to make clear when we relaunch is that, you know, if you're launching a new store, like, you know, we'll help you, will help you decorate it from, you know, if you're just even in the architectural phase or whatever, you know, we can start thinking about different things if you're, if you're that far ahead, but it, or if you're up and running, you know, we have small size things, we can customize things. Like I have this printing guru I work with, who's incredible, who just can do, he really can do anything. He makes all our skate decks and rig mats. And so he and I together have been able to collaborate on cool stuff. And that's how we've, we've even, um, created our first surfboards um so that was you know and that was like a shop a, a shop eddie's smoke shop up in willits california called and said hey do you guys do i love your skate decks you guys do surfboards and i'm wow. like well maybe <laughs> and so uh we figured out surfboards and so he's got three and then we've got another one and another dispensary up in uh in um 
Garberville and uh, and a, and a couple here. So you know, anyway, so we're always expressing ourselves in new ways. But surfboards is one of the coolest we've had. So wow, yeah, that that that's that is a. Uh... That's awesome, man. To see 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 it grow from. I mean, a skate deck is obviously fairly common to see those get printed up custom, but surfboards, you know, I don't, I don't see a lot of that, man. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's fun. That's like when we bring when we bring a surfboard to an event, that becomes like the Lamborghini in our mm -hmm. showroom, sort of, you know. So, um, yeah, that's been cool. What what out for on the merchandise side, away from just like art. Um, obviously in like like photos and stuff that people are going to frame what do you feel like are some of the most popular products you guys sell um well uh these pineapple express hats have been been super popular um so that's definitely been a, a good one for us you know um the you know a weird simple product has been mouse pads which are rig mats like people love those and they buy those from us all the time um our most popular product has probably been our lighter packages um, where we sell five packs of, of um, you know, our, our, we have two different lighters, but we basically made a deal with Bic, you know, to wrap lighters. And so um, we have mm -hmm. 10 different strains on lighters and those have been really popular for us. Um, but like the new thing, we just made a partnership with Toker Poker. You can see I've already okay. used this one, um, you know, Toker Poker. They're out of Colorado. Yeah. Anyway, so, um, we just did a licensing deal to put um, our artwork on five different toker pokers. So we're just bringing those to market right now. Um, but, you know, like I'm excited about these things because really like um, functional art is, is where that's really, you know, where we get on um, the most traction, you know? So like we're also, we just came out with, we just started putting our art on rolling papers. So we did this, you know, you got a booklet with tips and then you got three little pieces of art um so functional art that, that's that's where we're going to be leaning in we there's still a couple things we don't have that are obvious like trays um and we had we did a big run of grinders like when we started but but there with our just our company branding mm -hmm. so when we come back with with our grinders we're, we're going to be leaning into our strain art because that's really what people want so um and that's where in the, you look at cannabis right like predating legalization the uh the uh just the the people's relationship with the experience right like like it's almost like religion right you go to someone's house they have like a lot of times they have their section where they have their pieces the ashtray the rolling tray right and, and if they're really about it they got different glass with different names and then you know posters there's a whole vibe of how to yeah consume cannabis so i totally understand that when you talk about functional art in the cannabis yeah. space that's those things are just hand in hand man exactly and that's that's where we want to be you know we want to be like filling your special tray and box with things that inspire you you know so what what is one of the uh one of the strains you don't have art for that's really high on your list <laughs> um <coughs> definitely silver haze silver haze like is one of my personal favorite strains super lemon haze was the very first piece we did you can see that at the very top of my screen here it's you can't really see it that well but it's like a, a big lemon blimp coming in and it was supposed to be silver haze that it was supposed to be looking more like a led zeppelin but the original art actually looked too much like a led zeppelin album cover so we 
morphed it into a lemon um, and made super lemon haze and it worked out perfectly. It's, it's a great design, one of my faves, but we've never been able to circle back hmm. and properly hit super lemon haze or silver, sorry, silver haze. So, so that's a classic that's on my list. Um, you know, and then there's, there's just, then there's the new stuff, you know, um, and there's, there's always something new that's like, I don't know, that's going to be great. And I, I'm, you know, and when we started, I, you know, I launched out with a bunch of designs, covered the, covered the big ones. And now, now we're, you know, now ones that we just do on our own, we're being more selective. We're not doing as many. And we're also working with clients and finding out what, what the clients wants and needs, you know, so we have, and so we have some new ones we're sitting on that are coming out this summer that I'm excited about. Like, um, we have an amazing design for Disco Gorilla coming out, which is a strain I hadn't heard of. It's coming out of the East Coast. Um, we have a strain in the works for uh, Jealousy, which just won strain of the year for Leafly. So I'm excited to have something for that. We'd definitely, if it, if it hits strain of the year, we definitely want it. And we had to kind of have a good, we had a good record of just tracking genetics, mostly the ones that we're seeing in California that we thought were gonna break across the country. And we really had a track record of picking a lot of the ones that did that, like ice cream cake and do -si do And those one, I think both of those won strains of the year at some point. Um, Green Lantern is a design we have that was really near and dear to our heart. And then those growers made a new strain called Lance. Um, and that's at Ridgeline Farms. So we did a co-branded design for that. That's one of our more recent ones that I'm super excited about. We also did a design um, that's, can't really see it. It's back this right here. That just came out It's Emerald Triangle Reserve. Um, and we made that design um, with the notion that it wasn't a strain. Um, it's one of the few that we've done that's not a strain, um, but we made that um, because we wanted to have kick-ass packaging that represented like the basically like the small farm struggle that's going on you know in the emerald triangle so we kind of like went with this militant kind of bear look uh, militant the militant rasta bear who's sort of saying i want you like uncle sam um and um anyway i'm super excited about that piece and we, that's like one of our limited edition screen printed pieces by matt lunig who's one of our top artists and um I'm definitely looking for partners that I can help market great weed out of the Emerald Triangle with that, you know, so um, that's one of our newest, but, um, but yeah, I mean, I'm always on the hunt. I'm like a kid in the candy store when it comes to like, you know, what's the new strain that you got? I want to know. And, you know, I'll try to make art for it if I can, you know. Yeah, de definitely have that benefit being in California where a lot of the, I mean, it's the epicenter of cannabis culture, but a lot of breeding, right? Like if it catches a trend within the state of California, obviously due to this being an agricultural good, it, it takes a couple months, but you're going to see it everywhere else if it hits a trend. And something, yeah. you know, we've noticed as well in doing strain reviews and just featuring products, when you see a strain pop up and everybody start doing their rendition. And then you start seeing, not only see the crosses, but the crosses becoming popular or moving at dispensaries. It's like, all right, this yep. this has got some legs for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, it's, that's fun. It's fun to see that happen. It's like a, it's like a breaking band or something, you know, the new strain, the new strain. So, and it's, it's fun certain. to see growers and all that. I, I love the process of, of all that, so. 
Absolutely. And yeah, just like man, some of them shoot, shoot, shoot up to the, shoot up the charts pretty quick. Some of them slow build over yeah. a while. Some of them have a little bit fall off and, yeah. and come back later on. Exactly. 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 And then some never go away, right. you know, like, like OG Kush, you know, right. like there's like this company in Los Angeles. I, I, I did, I'd, I'd seen their stuff around, but I didn't understand their company until I saw them at Hall of Flowers in September. They're called the true blue, I think. Right. And they just, they are, they're, um, they only sell OG Kush. It's an LA outfit. They only grow OG Kush. They only sell OG Kush. And I was like, that's awesome. <laughs> that's, you know, um, and I like, you know, yeah. So I'm just, I'm a, I'm a fan of that. And I actually even had an idea of like, yeah, maybe what if there was a company that just did old school strains only. Mm -hmm. um, and I haven't seen, I, I guess I'd heard of one company doing that. I don't know, but it's, I don't know if you can, I don't know if you can pull that off, especially in a hard market like California now. So, yeah. So. Yeah. It's, it's, it's difficult. Right. But as, as, as the market matures, there definitely is rooms for that, for brands yeah. to offer, but, you know, specific you know, products. The, the, but there's uh, people always want the new new you know mm -hmm. that's the other thing about it too so it's like you know i can talk about classics and we all and no one will say you know no to the classics but when offered the new new everybody's like hmm. <laughs> 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 what you know yeah that's that's where yeah me as a cannabis consumer when i go to the store and i know i'm not the average one but it's like i you know i like to always try and buy at least two things of flour you know and i like to get something that whether it's a classic or something i'm familiar with and i know i like and then roll the dice on something else to yeah. to find something else to fit in that rotation you know it's like yeah. we'll, we'll never stop like he's the noon and we'll never stop like oh shit it's uh, the, i don't know man the, tempted by all these new genetics and strains yeah yeah it's it's so it's fun it's fun. what uh what else do you guys have coming up uh you know anything you can bring light to that you got going on the rest of 2023 um you know i think the the main thing is um we're partnering with the california state fair in um in uh cal expo in sacramento um in july and we're gonna be creating this sort of strain art experience wall for them um so that's the main the main thing coming up and then also um we'll be dropping in massachusetts sometime this summer i don't have the details around that but um we're super excited to be hitting the east coast for the first time in like a real campaign so um so that's that's coming this summer too so those those are the the main things and and eventually i don't know hopefully maybe june we're going to be relaunching our site too that's that's coming i'm going to say call that july just to be safe yeah july we're going to have a, a web relaunch so um yeah so it's happening always nice to give it a month man i, I fall victim to two more weeks three more weeks and i say that for like six uh, weeks in a row so yeah i mean you know web development is always challenging and i've done lots of it over the years so yeah it's just like don't wanna we're not gonna set an exact date till we have it actually built and i can see it and then i'll let then i'll, I'll put a date on it so I 100% understand that, man. Well, well, Jason, I really appreciate you hopping on here. For everyone out there looking to, to learn more, find some of this artwork, check out the merchandise, check out the shop, califari.com. Um, definitely check that out, man. Beautiful pieces of strain art on there. Um, merchandise, like you said, some of this, this functional art as well for all the cannabis lovers and consumers out there. It's not just consumers, man. Like you said, it's, it's lovers of the plants, yes. man. Cannabis lovers. 
Awesome. Well, thank you, Jason. This is the RMR podcast. If you're watching on YouTube underneath Jason, there's a subscribe button. Go ahead and hit that. If you got a comment, let it let it fly. Even if it you know positive, negative, we want to see all that, man. Go ahead and let us know. We, we can handle it. Uh, appreciate everyone for tuning in, man. We'll be back with more content. We got a couple different episodes running this week, so we'll catch up with you guys soon.